Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hour two on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick's show had a trade overnight as James Harden goes to the Clippers for a bunch of expiring contracts and some draft picks. Rangers over the Diamondbacks, they're up 2-1 in the World Series. Game four coming up tonight in Arizona. Lions handled the Raiders 26-14. Jameer Gibbs had a breakout game. Lions now... Six and two. Eight seven seven three DP shows the phone number, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP show. Good morning. Those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, and our great radio affiliates around the country, including iHeartRadio and Fox Sports Radio. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Also, when you uh, get a chance, go to danpatrick.com, pre order the Dan Patrick Show 2024 calendar. When the night shift starts, the nightmare begins. Five nights at Freddy's, in theaters, and streaming now on Peacock. I mentioned this before, that I am involved in Halloween coming up tonight. I am playing the role of an ogre, and there's a big Halloween party, and I come in, I got a costume apparently, and then I... My wife told me how I'm supposed to walk and sound as I come in and light the cauldron, and then they start the big party. So it's a performance, uh, performance art. It's, this is what I'm doing. So I have this costume, and my wife goes, okay, you have to walk like this, and then you go, and I said, okay. And then you come in, and you're going to light the cauldron, and then the Halloween party starts. And then I said, what do I do after that? And then she said, Start drinking. <laughs> 
And I said, okay. Oh, mm. all right. Now, I said, do I have to drink and go, mm, mm. and she goes, no, you can take off the costume. So I'm going to have the costume on just for a little while, walk in, make my big debut as the ogre. Mm, mm. My wife is really into this, as you can tell. Yes. Your boy. wife is? No, I'm not. Trust me. No. I mean, if I have to be all in on this, then I will be all in on this. Okay, it, I guess I will. It's trick or treat. Uh, yes, Paul. How elaborate is the costume? Are there robes? Are there? Is there like a scepter? Is there a I don't mask over your head and makeup? I have no idea. Oh, so the, the, it's, the outfit's ready for you. And yes. You just have to get in it. Yes. I don't. I haven't seen it. Huh. Yeah. She just. I said, "What time do I show up?" She told me what time to show up, and I said, "Okay." Am I supposed to hide the fact that I'm the ogre? And she said, you don't have to, but, you know, if, if you're going to stay in character. I said, oh, I'm in character. What am I, Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> here? I, I want you to be the ogre the entire night, even when you take off your costume. Yes, yes. Tom. Is this in someone's house? Is it a social hall? Does someone rent out some facility? How, how many people are going to be at this thing? Do you want to ask that question better? Is this at someone's house or at a social hall? No. You want to try it again? Where's the party oh, going okay. to be? You just gave me, you know, ask, answer, and then ask. Yeah. The treat every year. Yeah. So I'm not going to answer it now because, yeah, fair enough. you know, ask, just answer, get a, yeah. hey, Dan, envision where's what it's going to look like. Hey, Dan, where's the party? Oh, it's, uh, it's going to be at, uh, you know, on the street. It's going to be, at, you know, some, some houses there. We've started hosting a, the uh, adult bonfire party in our front, like, side yard there. Mm -hmm. It's becoming a, quite a thing. Mm. People, you look for <laughs> suburban people look for any excuse to drink. I've noticed that we, a couple years ago we were the new people in the neighborhood, and we put a little bonfire out, a little table, and for candy, and then the kids come by. We're like, we're just gonna sit up by the bonfire. Everybody came over and brought beer. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And now people are saying like, hey, you're hosting the uh, the beer fest, right? Yeah. Like I think it's Halloween. Yes, yeah, Marv. I went to it a couple years ago, and you're right because I was like, oh, Paulie, what's up? Hey, my son just did a little lap around a little uh, cul-de-sac. Oh, I'll stay here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll just hang out. And that's before Marvin started drinking. Mm. Oh. We should have him back. Now. Yes, Todd. If someone shows up at your doorstep that looks a little too old to be trick-or-treating, do you just play along? Do you give them a little bit of attitude? Like, really? Aren't you a little too old Todd. to trick-or-treat? Am I doing it again? I'm giving you some options. What do you do? I don't need Not only are you doing it again, you do this question every single year. I just find it very fascinating. Starting like October 1st through <laughs> October 31st, maybe sometimes into November You and you're in high school no, shows no. up looking for m &Ms. Now, this is five years in a row that you've asked this question. Okay? Paulie asked the question. Dan, what do you do if you see a kid who's a little too old at your doorstep? I call Todd Fritz, and I say, Fritzy, I got somebody who's too old to be on my doorstep. What should I do? Should I maybe do this, or maybe I do that, or should I? It's fun to give options. I turned it into like a poll question. No, I don't need your options. You just ask the question. You just give the kid candy. Yeah. <laughs> I roll my do. eyes and then throw a little candy <laughs> just, in there. You just give him candy. Just but like everybody else that comes to the door. These are all things that bother you, and then you bring them up. But How you, could that not bother everyone? It's someone that looks like they were like a senior what, in high school. What are you going like, to do? They want your, what are you going to do? They want your little fun-sized M&Ms. Didn't your son go out when he was a little too old for trick-or-treating? It was probably one year there where I'm like, okay. you know, maybe we were done with this. You know, Did you to say, be a young man. hey, you shouldn't be going out. You're too old to be on somebody's doorstep asking? I made a little comment. Like, really? You guys might want to wrap that up in uh, Yes, your Marvin. Resume or something. yes, Marvin. Why does Fritzy being the dad from Footloose? How come the kids can't have fun? Hey, there's teenagers that are doing the complete opposite, egging, 
yeah. cars and all that other stuff. That was, wanna... last, that was last night. Yeah, that was mischief Mischief night. night. Yeah. There was some toilet paper uh, on my property. Oh, there no. was? Yeah. No! Yeah. Wow, kids still do mischief night? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I, I, I snickered when I got up. Not oh, snickered. <laughs> you milky way. <laughs> when I was leaving to come to work today, I saw the toilet paper, and I did laugh. No way. Yeah, I did laugh. That's amazing. And my daughter goes, you know, we were uh, we did mischief knife one night, uh, although it ended up bad when the police came. And I go, wait, what happened? Um, well, one of the guys that uh, we were out with, he threw a pumpkin through a window. Wow. And the, and the house was being sold the next day, and then the police came, and I and I said, what, "Did they arrest him?" Yeah, he was hiding at his home, but they eventually found him. And I'm like, "Mischief night shouldn't be a pumpkin through a plate glass window." See, that's more criminal mischief night. <laughs> you know, it's a little more yeah. than uh... yeah, Don't, yeah, egging somebody. I remember people would throw eggs, yeah, and then toilet paper was big. We also, I remember, uh, we had dog poop. You put it in a bag, and then oh, yeah. somebody would light the bag and knock oh, yeah. on the door. Vintage. Yes. Classic. And then they'd come out, and they'd stomp on the bag. That kid sounds like the kid that you don't invite around anymore. Like I mean, the guy who like always takes it a little too far, uh, and you're like, dude. Uh, here comes Tommy. Yeah. Seth, really? <laughs> That's what you'd, you had to throw through the window? You couldn't just smash it in front yes. of the house? Yes, Todd. Don't you wonder, all of you, like how Halloween devolved into that? used to be bobbing for apples, which I always thought was disgusting, and kids dressing up in costumes. Why did that become throwing eggs or pumpkins through a window? Why does it have to? Why did it become that? And how did it become that? I know you can't personally answer that question, but I'm wondering. Some kids somewhere decided, why don't we, instead of just putting on masks and getting What is candy, wrong today? Why don't we just like, Sir, break I, stuff and I, throw I, things? I'm being honest. What is wrong today? I don't know. Like, there's, it's Halloween. Why do all these things bother you? I just have, over the years, I've just wondered certain things about, like, you know, we've had, like, a couple incidences in previous years where someone put something in front of the door. It's like, you know, why, what is that about? What's that got to do with candy? <laughs> but, 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 it's trick or treat, but, the, you know, how far do you need to go with the trick? Dude, exactly. it's not, your mischief night is always the night before Halloween. Just have, can you just smile? Have fun? Why is that even a thing? Why, why night? get, why do you get? Caught up like this? How old are you? He had some I'm fifty-four. You're like a hundred. Like, just enjoy. I wouldn't enjoy having TP on and and stool at my front door in a bag. Or something. <laughs> what are you, a doctor? What are you, a stool? Who calls why it a do, stool? Why would you? Why would you do something like that? I was, just, get, I was just getting ready to give everybody milk duds and M and M's, and this is what test you and discharge on my. <laughs> That dog left a stool on my uh, front porch. Who are the parents? Are there the parents? Uh, yes, Paul. All these kids not to do that? Yes. yes. I used to want Halloween to get over because it's the anniversary of my dad's death. Now I want Halloween to get over because I'm sick of hearing Todd talk about Halloween. God. The, I'd rather talk are about my dad. Are you doing sports Halloween names today? I got some names. No, you're not doing it. The <laughs> earliest reference to Mischief <laughs> Night is from uh, 1790, where a headmaster encouraged the school... Uh, Play which was entitled "An Ode to Fun," which praises children's tricks uh, on mischief night mm. in the most approving terms. Mm. Kids would just play pranks. It was like a time to play pranks on people. Mm. What were said pranks back in 1790? Mm. I don't know, but there are probably like things that would also get you burned at the stake <laughs> yeah, if you weren't too careful. So, gonna say, yeah. And and hey, why don't you put your head underneath that? Wait, yeah. there's a big blade above me. Yeah, it's called a guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, she's floating! <laughs> uh, you know what I'm doing tonight? 
I'm going to egg and toilet paper Todd's house. <laughs> and I'm going to get a stool and put it on your front. It's like, why? I've got, st- got a burning ah, stool. stool sample in front of my door here. What is this? I'm going to get a stool. Someone's dressed as the color guard guy in the box. Hey, I don't have to go for a real colonoscopy. I'm just going to do this little box kit. Uh, get a couple of phone calls in here. What's poll question for hour two, Seton O'Connor? Well, we just threw up there uh, while we sort of <laughs> we literally threw up. Yeah. Um, the Sixers are calculated or a mess? I'd say they're a mess. Uh, you would be with 81% of the audience then, Dan. I don't know if they're less of a mess because they got rid of James Harden. I Are they more threatening to win the NBA East or less threatening? That would be the question because, once again, I go back to Joel Embiid. If I'm Joel Embiid, maybe he didn't want Harden there, the Harden we see in the postseason. And normally, Harden is a no-show in the postseason. But if you're the Clippers, now all of a sudden, if Kawhi and or Paul George aren't playing, you know Russell Westbrook and James Harden will play. Because James more than happy to shoot. And Russ is a great regular season player. And then you could say, all right, hey, these stars didn't play, but those stars did. And they're built, you know, they're moving into a new building next year. Now, I don't know if that's enough where you go, we got to go see the Clippers. Is James Harden going to be there next year? Is Russ going to be there? Paul George going to be there? Kawhi? I'm just not sure. It's not 2016 anymore. Yes, Mark. In LA, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Clippers feel like the Chargers almost, or the Rams, where it's like, oh, they're really good, but they're still sixth on the totem pole. They're still behind UCLA basketball. But I don't know if they're, like, the Chargers aren't good. The Rams aren't good. But even if they were, it's not like, you know. But you have star power in in this town, in Los Angeles. you got to have star power. Oh, I'm with you. They do have it. Like, you will go out and see four future Hall of Famers well, is Paul George a Hall of Famer? I'd say probably, probably. I'd say probably not. Probably not Jersey retired word. Oh, no, in your world. Yeah. He, he wins the finals MVP. Yeah. So he's gonna get gonna get his jersey retired. If he wins the finals MVP, PG yeah. thirteen in the rafters. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Paul. See, I think I look at the LA Clippers a little differently. They're low on the totem pole of, of, of priority in Los Angeles, but I think they would play nationally if they were in the NBA finals. Because I think a lot of people are yeah. bothered by the overcoverage of an average Laker team and would like to like w- watch the, the clip. Whoa, whoa. Uh, average Laker team? They were average last year. They got to the conference they finals. They got to the conference finals. They got swept and they were. They got, but they got, they got to the conference yeah, finals. They had a nice playoff run. They were. Would you rather have been a Clipper fan last year or a Laker fan? Probably a Laker fan. Yeah. Yeah, of course but you I, would. They were, you know, three games above 500. I'm saying, I guess. They get more coverage than they're worthy of, the Lakers, for performance. And the Clippers True. get very little. I think the Clippers would get that a franchise that struggled for decades, and they're finally in the, the big show, the, the finals, and we get a lot of national coverage, a lot of positivity. Yeah, I think it would be interesting um, if, if you got to see Kawhi play playoff basketball again. Uh, make sure you pre-order the uh, DP Show calendar. It's available. It's uh, gorgeous for 2024. And uh, also a little bit more uh, tailgate moonshine is available. A couple of phone calls in here. Um, Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, will tell us if anybody is going to get moved uh, at the trade deadline later on today. Lucas in Texas. Hey, Luke, what's on your mind? 
Hey, Dan, good morning. Happy good Halloween. Happy Halloween, Luke. Hey, I, I, you used some language in the first hour that a buddy of mine and I were talking about yesterday. Why is it organizations like the Falcons get to say, we made a mistake with a player, but players don't get to say, I made a mistake in free agency? And like, I think that Devontae Adams made a mistake going to the Raiders. He overestimated, you know, Carr and the coach. So I, I just feel like if they, if a player even approaches saying, I made a mistake and tries to say, I went out of here very quickly, they're selfish, but teams are being pragmatic. It just, it, can you help me make sense of that? Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but keep in mind, Devontae Adams was going to reunite with Derek Carr in, in Las Vegas, and then they traded away Derek Carr. I don't think Devontae Adams wanted Derek Carr traded away. I, I don't think you can go, yep, Jimmy Garoppolo is who I want, not Derek Carr. So in fairness to Devontae Adams, he did want to go there. He wanted to get paid. And he knew Aaron Rodgers was done in Green Bay. He didn't want part of a rebuild. Lifestyle, go to Vegas. I mean, there's a lot of things that factored in there. Devontae Adams at least cares. I mean, he... Yeah, you may not like the process of how he cares, where he's throwing his helmet. He sounds frustrated. You know, is he on the verge of a meltdown here? But it feels like, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks, that he doesn't want to be there. And you look at that organization. Um, did he misjudge? Yeah, probably so. Because, you know, they had to kind of kick and scream Josh Jacobs uh, trying to get back and get a contract. Uh, they got Max Crosby. They have three players who are at the top of their uh, profession at those positions. Max Crosby is a great edge rusher, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs. It's just you have a quarterback who's given credit for all he does is win when really it's all he does is win with really good teams. He can't carry the team, and he missed Devontae Adams twice last night. This is a standalone game. If this was a 1 o'clock game, people wouldn't talk about it. But everybody got to see it. You got to see the frustration. You got to see ineptitude. And I think you can look at it from the Lions, that everybody got to see them as well. But you also got to see just how bad the Raiders are. And you got a coach that will probably not be there next year. Yes, Mark. Are the Lions America's team? As far as, like, Pretty, you know what? Let's all root for them. Close to it, like I if think. You're, like, if your team doesn't make it, so I'm a 49ers fan. If the 49ers don't make it, I would be more than happy to see the Lions get to the Super Bowl, see all the fans out there in Vegas with a fan base that's been just so frustrated my entire life. Yes. Yes. I think they would be the team that you would root for. Nobody has anything bad to say about the Lions. It's not like you go, man, do I hate the Lions. Well, they haven't been good enough. And... Nobody hates Barry Sanders, Herman Moore, Calvin Johnson. Like you, do, you don't go, man. I hate that team. I got bad memories. You know, they always beat it. Like they, they never did that. And you got a coach that you can like. Um, I was going to say relate to, but I don't know if you can relate to. But you do. Like, he's different. And, and and you know, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl, kicked to the curb, playing pretty well except for one throw last night. But, yeah, I would say Detroit has become America's team. With apologies to the Cowboys, of course. All right. Uh, Seton says we have incredible breaking news music-wise. We're going to have that a little bit later. Seton, how incredible is this music news? Uh, I mean... A scale of 1 to 10. I mean, massive. It's... 
I, I don't even know how to put it into t- on a scale from one to ten. Yeah, hundred. A hundred. Okay. Couldn't be more timely. Okay. Wow. Does it have to do with Taylor Swift? It's. Uh, I said it's big, big news, Dan. Okay. Oh. Whoa. I said this is a big deal. Oh. Okay. Eleven years in the making. All right. Let's take a break. We'll take a break. Uh, Albert Breer will join us. Seaton will have his incredible music news. Massive. That'll be coming up. Back after this. King's Hawaiian Football Sunday. Slider Sunday. No better way to Sunday than with King's Hawaiian Slider Sundays. They have the original Hawaiian sweet rolls. Slider buns. Pretzel slider buns. Soft, fluffy, irresistible. King's Hawaiian rolls are versatile. So versatile, you can create any kind of slider for your football get-together. How about... Here's one for you. Now, you can go to uh, kingshawaiian.com, recipe inspiration. How about the barbecue bacon meatball sliders? Savory meatballs made from the hickory smoked bacon, ground beef, sweet brown sugar barbecue sauce, topped with cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickles, and that's going to be on the original, the OG, the OG sweet rolls. Football Sundays. Man, that sounds good. King's Hawaiian Slider Sunday is the only way to Sunday. Go to the bakery or deli section of your local store. Pick up those sweet, fluffy, irresistible King's Hawaiian rolls. And as always, make sure you enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. 
Hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin. The vehicle all electric. The feeling all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQE. He is the Monday morning quarterback, Albert Breer, back on the program. Give me the state of uh, these two teams that played last night. Let's start with the Raiders. What condition are they in right now? You know, they're sort of in this in-between, Dan, because they did these things, you know, when Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels got there, um, you know, a year and a half ago that really seemed targeted on taking advantage of the roster that they had and going and getting Devontae Adams and bringing Chandler Jones in. And, you know, there are players in that roster, again, that are in the prime of their careers, Max Crosby, Colton Miller, Josh Jacobs. So, um, you know, I, I think – the Raiders have to go into today with an, you know, an honest mindset and try to look at it and say, okay, where are we and where are we going? Um, you know, after the way Jimmy's played, like, I don't know where they are at quarterback. Um, you know, certainly I don't think Jimmy's played well enough for them not to be looking hard at taking one um, in the spring. Um, and, you know, if you're starting over at quarterback, where does that leave you with the rest of your stars? You know, it, it, again, like it's not a bad roster, it does have holes though. And you got a lot of guys that are right in the prime of their careers. And so, you know, the question is how do you get that quarterback position solved either leverage what's left with the group of players you have, or, um, you know, whether or not you make the decision to start over with someone new. Do the Raiders sell today? I, I don't think it was their intention going into the weekend. I know it wasn't their intention to move Devonte Adams. Here's what I do know. Um, the Stefan Diggs thing, are you familiar with how that happened three years ago? Like what actually prompted that? Do you remember? No. It was actually a tweet. All right. He tweeted something about, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it pointed to him not being happy with the situation in Minnesota. No one thought he was getting traded at that point. Well, you know, Brandon being the Bills general manager, saw the tweet, picked up the phone, called Rick Spielman. And I think 10 hours later, the trade happened. You know, so I'm telling I'm telling you that story because they may not have an intention to trade Devontae Adams, but there are going to be general managers that saw Devontae Adams' reaction on the sideline yesterday and his reaction in the locker room yesterday. And I actually think, like, if you look at it, he looks like a good guy who's just frustrated. That's my perception, like, watching him, um, you know, and knowing what I know about him. I mean, if you're a team that needs a receiver, aren't you going to call up? Aren't you going to, like, make that phone call today? So they may not have an intention of trading Devontae Adams, but does somebody put something in front of them that they can't say no to today? I think it creates an interesting dynamic that's not all that unlike what happened with Stefan Diggs um, three years ago. Where are the Lions right now? I'm, they look like a powerhouse. I mean, if you want to throw out the Ravens game, which was, I mean, a disaster for them in just about every way possible, um, you know, like they – have legitimately, I, I I was saying this a couple of weeks ago, like they don't look like a Cinderella. I know everybody wants to turn them into this cute Cinderella story. They operate like a pop powerhouse. They operate with strengths on the strength in the lines of scrimmage. They operate with playmakers on offense, St. Brown and Gibbs. And I think Jamison Williams will get there. Um, they got playmakers at linebacker. They got guys in the back end that look like they can really play. I mean, it's just, um, it, it, it looks like a team that, you know, maybe we should be talking about them with the Niners and the Eagles and the NFC, you know. I, I think, you know, if you want to look at the two teams, really, that have kind of stepped up into that arena, you know, because I think coming into the year we figured it maybe would be the Eagles and Niners and everybody else in a depleted NFC. If there are two teams that I think have sort of jumped up into that group, one would be Detroit, the other would be Seattle. 
Does anybody of note get moved today? So, like, I it's hard to predict these things, right? Um, because I don't know that the biggest stars are actively being shopped. In fact, I'm I'm, I'm sure they're not being shopped, you know. But again, these phone calls can happen, and we know Carolina is in sell mode. We know Minnesota is in sell mode. We know Denver is in sell mode. So the Panthers with Brian Burns, their contract negotiations have gone nowhere. In fact, there's been almost no communication since week one um, between the sides. He's in a contract year. They were offered two first rounders and a third rounder by the Rams last year. They turned it down. They want Brian Burns and their football team going forward. They can franchise him after the year and trade him then if they want to. Um, they could pay him, although it doesn't seem like they're willing to go into the neighborhood Burns wants to be in to get there. So if somebody comes and offers them the Rams deal again, do they do it? That'd be one. Um, another would be Daniil Hunter in Minnesota. If somebody comes along and offers them a top 50 or 60 pick, which hasn't happened yet, but if somebody offers them that, he's 29 years old, he's a free agent, he may not be on the team past the next 10 games, your quarterback is hurt, do you do it? He'd be another one. And then to me, the biggest name would be out in Denver. Denver's going to listen on everybody. They need picks. So they'll listen on Jerry Judy. They'll listen on Cortland Sutton. They'll listen on Josie Jewell. They'll listen on Justin Simmons. What if somebody offers a godfather package for Patrick Sertan? They have no intention of moving him. But what if somebody says, we'll offer you more than the Jaguars got for Jalen Ramsey in 2019, which was two ones and a four? Mm. Do they at least think about it then? So that would be another big name to watch. And then, of course, I mean, you could go to your Saquon Barkley, you know, in New York. You could go to your Derrick Henry in, in in Tennessee. Those guys are both in contract years. The Giants and Titans are more than willing to listen on all of their pending unrestricted free agents. I don't think those teams intend to move those guys. But, again, you never know what somebody could come along and offer when the deadline is there. He's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. If Kyler Murray is healthy, will he start for the Cardinals? I think they're going to play him. Yeah. Like, I think, I think they want to, my, what I've heard is that they want to, um, they want to gather information on him. And, you know, I know there are a lot of people out there that (laughs) um, think that the Cardinals are very focused on getting Caleb Williams or Drake may. Um, I do think that they want to have like a, a full understanding of what they've got in house and Kyler Murray. So that means playing him and that means seeing what you've got and either he plays great and he plays he plays well enough to move you off of the first or second pick or he doesn't. And then the decision's made and you're moving on after this year and you're taking either the USC quarterback or the North Carolina quarterback. But if you're Atlanta, yeah. Wouldn't you reach out and just say, well, so here's the, here's the problem though, Dan, right? Like, I think that makes sense, right? It makes sense. Like could Minnesota or Atlanta or one of these teams look at it and say, yeah, you know what we take on Kyler Murray. The problem is that you, you're not trading for the player. You're trading for the contract. Yes. And, like, if you are Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenelle, no, you're now in year three in Atlanta, right? How many more years are you going to get? One more. Two? Maybe one more after this, this year. This year and one, yeah, probably. Right, right. So if you trade for that contract, you're tying your job security to Kyler Murray. But they have a better chance of winning and keeping their job with Kyler Murray than they do Desmond Ritter. Right, but then that doesn't that take you out of play for a quarterback in April? But you won't need one if you get Kyler Murray. If you, you, you know, like, are you sure? Are you sure he's going to play that well? 
Like that's the thing is like what the what the Falcons have told us with their what the Falcons have told us with their actions, Dan, is but they have the nineteenth pick right now, Albert. They're not, but but they, but they're not going to. They didn't. I mean, they're not going to go all. What the Falcons have told us with their actions is they're not going to go all in on a quarterback until they are one hundred percent sold. That's the guy. You can argue whether it's right or wrong, but they're not going to do it until they are one hundred percent sold that they've got the guy. They feel like they're. They can coach it well enough. They can put good enough players in the roster to tread water until they get there, right? Sort mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, like this is different, but Andy Reid, we've talked about that before where they took Alex Smith and they tread water until they got to Patrick Mahomes, right? They feel like they can tread water until they find a guy they're really willing to go all in on. I just, I think the problem with Kyler Murray right now isn't the player, it's the contract. And I think if you, with ownership, with job, all that different stuff, like with, Everything that comes with giving a guy a $50 million a year contract or 46 or 47, whatever it is, I think it's 46. Like you are tying, if you are Kwesi Adolfa or Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota or you're Arthur Smith or Terry Fontenot in Atlanta, you are tying your job security to Kyler Murray if you trade for him. Like, would you feel comfortable doing that? If I'm sold on Kyler Murray, I don't want Kyler Murray, but if I think Kyler Murray in Atlanta, and and, and with that, they have skilled position players, and Mm -hmm. Desmond Ritter doesn't appear to be the quarterback, you're going to probably get fired because Desmond Ritter is not the quarterback. Right, but you didn't sell out on Desmond Ritter. That's the thing. Desmond Ritter is making nothing. You can – you can – you can – Bench but but you've got an 80-year-old owner. All of these owners are in their mid-70s or up, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. They all they, they don't want to be like, hey, let's so, try it again, you know? Yeah, I know. And I, I, I think the hard thing is, like, I, look, like, everything with the quarterbacks is context, right? Like, Jared Goff wasn't good enough for the Rams, okay? Jared Goff got the Rams to a Super Bowl, but the Rams decided – you know what, at that price, it's not worth it. If we're going to spend that much on a quarterback, we need to level up. So they go and they get Matthew Stafford. They win a Super Bowl. Right decision, right? Like you win that, you you lift up Lombardi, you made the right call. Jared Goff goes to Detroit in a different context, right? Like he's not the savior. Mm. And a lot of the money's off of his contract now. And you know what? He's just fine, right? It's all context. And so if you are buying... Kyler Murray on Jimmy Garoppolo's contract or Derek Carr's contract, that's much different than trading for his contract as it is right now. True. Because now if you if you trade for his contract as it is right now, well, because of the guaranteed money, you're tying yourself to the guy for multiple years. And eventually you have to – is that going to be good enough? Like, it, like when it comes down to it, when you're trying to get yourself over the top, is that going to be good enough? Or are you going to turn yourself into the 45-win NBA team that's – paying a bunch of tier two stars too much money and can't get past Giannis, you know, can't get past like the Knicks. Right. Like they like, like, do you want to be the like, the, and that's, that's, that's the thing. That's what happens with these teams. Like when you pay a quarterback, when you pay a B quarterback with an A contract, there's a lot of evidence that shows us in recent years, at least that that puts you in a place where you're like that 45 point NBA team. The 49ers got a lot of cap room. They, they do. They, they surprised us with McCaffrey, the trade deadline. Debo's hurt. Yeah. Why don't would, – would the Raiders make a trade with the Niners? If the, if, I don't know, CC, but that's so far down the list of their needs, don't you think? I mean, like, the, the skill, offensive skill is not their problem. 
right? But that's a luxury item. Okay, if you're it Kansas is, City, if it is, but it is, it is, but how much are you going to get him on the field? You know what I mean? Like if you're the Niners, like it's like you got Kittle, you got Ayuk, who you're going to have to pay. You got Debo Samuel, you have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if I'm the Niners and I'm taking a big swing, like if I want to take a really big swing, then you go for Burns, Burns or Sertan, right? Oh, like, Sertan, yes, yes. Like, you know what I mean? But like, why would Sean Payton come into a situation with a quarterback who's on the back end of his career? And Sean is, you know, wants to show that he can win without Drew Brees. Right now, you're going to get rid of all the receivers. You know, all the receivers the are available. Do, the reason you would do that is if you've decided that you're going to move on from that quarterback. But then, oh, okay. Do you think you know that they I mean? would like, move on from if Russ you're, if in you're the resetting? Well, if they may, if if they're looking at it, because the interesting thing about about Russell's contract, a Sean didn't negotiate it. So Sean does it. So if it looks like a bad contract, well, Sean can say, well, that's not my contract, right? Like mm. I didn't do that contract with him. They could, the the interesting thing about Russell's contract is it would be very expensive for them to get it out of it after this year. Like I think they'd have to pay, it's like a $37 million. They'd have to pay like th- or $39 million of future money and guarantees to get out of it. Right. But it's almost as expensive to get out of it the year after. So in other words, if you bail after this year, you're you're effectively going to have to pay like a $39 million buyout to get out of the contract. <laughs> if you but but if you wait until next year, right? You're going to have to pay a $37 million buyout to get out of it after 24. So it's kind of like, all right, well, do we just bite the bullet now? You know, if you don't think he's that player. And I don't think he's been the problem either. But it's also like you only have so long to build. So if you're, if you're Sean, do you look at it and say, keeping Russell here is kicking the can down the road. We need to pull the bandaid off. And if you're pulling the bandaid off, don't you look at your roster completely different then? And don't you say to yourself, you know what? We got to go and build some draft capital. Cause remember they were cleaned out by both the Russell Wilson yeah. trade and the Sean Payton trade. Yeah. They need picks. Great to talk to you as always, Albert. Thank you. All right, great. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that, it. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. We'll take a break. Big music news. Dabo Sweeney goes off on a uh, caller to his weekly radio show. We'll have all of that and your phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is me. overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fritzy started out uh, with his Halloween costume. He was Tom Cruise from Risky Business. Not an elaborate uh, costume. You just... Let's put the sunglasses on and went... And made the smiley face. Yeah. Not good for radio. I would like to see you do the... When, when he uh, is doing the... Lip syncing, or he's uh, doing the Bob Seger floor with yeah. the socks and underwear. That that would be funny. And Wouldn't be funny if uh, if I had to do it right now because I'm just wearing these sweatpants. Yeah. Oh, well, you'd have to have tidy whities on. That's like, true. Like Tom Cruise, I currently do yeah. not have. Uh, yes, Paul. I've never seen an interview with Tom Cruise where he talks in depth like it about risky business because that made him pretty famous. I wonder if he, when he was shooting that scene, he thought, "Well, this is going to be the worst." scene in my life or this is going to be my breakout that movie's niche you know it kind of came out of nowhere yeah but i don't know if he thought right like this is going to be my breakout scene if 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 you're young you're going to try anything you're not famous you're going to you know, and then he ended up uh dating rebecca de mornay uh after that movie or during that movie yes he <laughs> i just uh pulled up the risky business uh um wikipedia yeah Talk about movies that'll never be made again. Risky Business is a 1983 American teen sex comedy. <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. Those don't happen. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, and you're running a uh, prostitution house. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And trying to get into, what, Princeton? Yeah. Yeah. Joel. 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 Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah. That was a big deal. Something else. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yes. Like the train ride. Yes, Paul. <laughs> Before Risky Business, Tom Cruise started in Taps. He was pretty well known yeah, for that. He was a, a kind of very hyped up yeah. uh, um, 
soldier pledge or whatever he yeah. is. Then yeah. the movie The Outsiders, which he was not one of the main guys, like he's one of the second tier guys, like wasn't uh, Swayze. Then Risky Business. Then All the Right Moves. Very good football movie. Then Top Gun hit two years later. Yeah, ball game. Yeah, yeah, ball game. He makes hits. He is as bankable as anybody. He's the most bankable movie star. I think he, and I don't think that's. Is there anybody else who's more bankable than him? Will Smith is up there, but I, th- I think Tom Cruise by far. I would think because DiCaprio doesn't do you know big movie. He doesn't make bank the way Tom does. He he has his his movies are more films. They have more integrity. <laughs> really. Mission Impossible? Come more, on. More about the human experience. Oh, is that what it in is? depth to the layers of Okay. Yeah. He's an actor. Actor. Yes. <laughs> it's not just about box office Dan. <laughs> <laughs> what about Harrison Ford? Nah. No? Nah. I mean he 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 had a run where but that was Indiana Jones. Star Wars little Star Wars, yeah. Little franchise. Yeah. A little bit. The Fugitive did well. Yeah. I mean, he had a run, yes. Okay. I'm talking oh. about now. Who yeah, is the most bankable actor now? Yeah, he didn't save the movie industry. Like Tom Cruise Correct. did. <laughs> You're right. The Fugitive was 1993. Yeah. I mean. Hello, Marvin. Yes, Paul. I'm looking at most bankable actors, and it all changed when the Avengers and all those movies and Iron Man and stuff mm. like that. It put Robert Downey Jr. up into a new list. But Tom Cruise, he's never done a superhero movie, right? He's never done... He's a superhero right. in his movies. But he's never... Dipped his toe into that. He doesn't need to dress up to be somebody. He's right. Tom Cruise. He does he, his own stunts. Thank you, Todd. He just moved into action movies instead of superhero yeah. movies. You yeah. know, the Mission Impossible movies did well for him. Uh, Seton has big music news. I want to play uh, Dabo Sweeney on his uh, weekly radio show going off on a caller. So, Seton, the big music news on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 100. This band just announced, Dan, that they are going back on tour. Okay, let's guess. <laughs> Don't tease us. After 11 years, Dan, they're back. Creed announced they're making a comeback with their Summer of 99 tour. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Try again. Yeah. All right. The Summer of 99, it's them and uh, a couple of other... We're all winners. Creed is coming back on tour. Does that make you feel like all of this stuff with them, uh, like being at the Rangers and all these teams using their mu- yeah, but, uh, music? Yeah, but like, they didn't have anything to do with that. No, they just happened to have been lining up this tour for all summer. And then, hey, look, in the World Series, they're using our songs in the. Yeah, but do you think the Rangers are in cahoots with Creed? And I'm just go- saying the timing is okay. amazing. The timing is just Creed absolutely is coming incredible. back. I love it. Right, good for them. Man. It's them three doors down. If they do Nickelback, how about Nickelback and Creed together? They can't afford that. <laughs> Who's the headliner? Co-headlining? <laughs> and what, they just alternate dates? Yes, Todd. Now they're called Greed because it's not about giving back to the fans or anything like that or about the music. They just want to make a few extra bucks before they call it a career. All right. Thank you, Todd. Yes, Paul. It's weird. You have to lay out for 11 years to be missed. You know, if they would have just been touring around like every two or three years, this wouldn't be a big deal. Okay. All right. What an influx of cash. Like, I can't miss you if you don't leave. Right. You know, if they had just been touring and then all this stuff happened, it wouldn't be a big announcement. Wow. I just looked over in the back row and I thought Tom Cruise sat down. Exactly. That costume is really good, Looks like University of Illinois. (laughs) 
Yes, Marvin. So will Scott Stapp be in studio? Because Creed is coming to Bridgeport August 6th, 2024. Wow. So let's go. Sure, I have (laughs) Scott Stapp in here. (laughs) I think it opens in in Green Bay, perhaps? Okay. Yes, Paul? On their website, it says, already announced there will be no guest uh, singers on this tour. Oh, no. Interesting that we put that on their website. Also, oh, Todd is not going to be able to sing. Yeah. Not. Like a oh. disclaimer. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I can just do the. <sighs> Coming up, we'll talk uh, with Chris Mannix about the Clippers and the uh, 76ers in that trade. Also, update the poll results if you can, Seton. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, sure. Um, why not? I put up there last night the Sixers got better or worse. Okay. Uh, 65% of the audience say better. That seems mm. hard to believe. No, because Harden was really good during the regular season. And it's funny, too, because uh, the, when asked, the Sixers are calculated or a mess, 81% of the audience <laughs> say they're a mess, but they actually got better. I just want to know, what are you going to do with Joel Embiid? Because look what the Bucks did with Giannis. They went out and they got Dame. The 76ers are letting players go. Bucks went out and got Dame. Trust the process, Dame. Thank you, Todd. One more hour to go on this Tuesday. Happy Halloween. We'll come back with Chris Mannix and more of your phone calls. And Dabo Sweeney goes off on a caller to his radio show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.